Support for Two Beards, Please provided by Cedarburg Associates at Thriven Financial. While others see money as a goal, Cedarburg Associates see it as a tool for serving God, family, and community. Find out more by contacting Cedarburg Associates at 262-421-5467 or by emailing cedarburgassociates at thrivent.com. Hi, I'm Nate. And I'm Andrew. And welcome to our show, Two Beards, Please. We are two Wisconsin guys with houses full of women. Which sounded a lot better when we were in our 20s. We're both married with two daughters each, and we will be getting together monthly to talk about life, tell stories, and try to make each other laugh. And hopefully, you too. Hello, and welcome to episode seven of Two Beards, Please. Seven. Seven. Can seven. you believe it? That's more than I know, six. I know we say it every <laughs> every time we record, but... I can't believe it. We, we started this in January. Well, actually, we start, started talking about this right. last December, yep. December of 2018. Here we are <laughs> recording for our July episode. That's I'm, crazy. I'm kind of happy with this. I'm, I'm excited with where this is going. and It's like a streak. It is. And we've got Without the nudity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's funny you say that because I was thinking the other day, how do we get more exposure? How do we get more people to follow us on our social media? I'm not sure nudity is the answer. Well, if <laughs> our nudity. Well, if you look, it seems like if you post pictures in either see through tops or true. bikinis yeah. or whatnot, right. you're going to get more followers and more interaction. So true. I'm thinking maybe if we try something like that. All right. Next time I won't wear any pants. <laughs> Just as long as you don't edit any more YouTube videos, you should be fine. <laughs> well, we'll follow you. Just don't, yeah, don't yeah. post those pictures. Please put your pants back on. <laughs> so let's get into our topic for this month. All right. Irrational fears. Ira- yep. Fear- fears. <laughs> I'm a little scared. This episode was a little one of my irrational fears. I know. <laughs> I'm going to start here because right, uh, I'm going to avoid my fears at all costs. So <laughs> once we once we get the video posted, some of you will see those of you who have met me in real life or see me from time to time in real life or have seen my Facebook post recently. know I've had some issues recently with my health. Mm-hmm. And one of the fears that I have had has been I think it's a fear that a lot of people share. In fact, a lot of men, for sure, you hear about People that just don't want to go to the doctor. Right. They're afraid of going to the doctor. A little bit of that, I think, too. For me, it's the irrational fear isn't so much going to the doctor. I'm not afraid of the doctor. Mm -hmm. I'm afraid of what I'm going to hear. I'm afraid of, oh, you've got this (laughs) life-threatening illness or you've got this life-changing disease or whatnot. We give you two months. (laughs) (laughs) Get your affairs in order. (laughs) So so it's kind of a double-edged sword. It's like I don't want to hear it, but then I want to know about it and maybe get it taken care of. And I kind of go into this worst-case scenario mode in my mind. Right. That, that's kind of why I'm I'm afraid. And so recently, because I'm older, I've kind of bit the bullet over the last several years, and I've been going annually for mm-hmm. my physical. And yeah. Yeah, I do a follow up, you know, mm-hmm. every six months now. So it, it's been kind of regular. Sure. And this last year, my doctor found uh, a spot on my arm that she didn't like the looks of, so she carved it off and sent it for a biopsy. <laughs> nice. And at that point, I came back and it said, okay, it was cancerous. Sure. Uh, that one ended up being a squamous cell 
carcinoma, which she felt she got all of it, okay. but she wanted me to go see a dermatologist just in case because I'm very fair skinned. Yes, I glow, glow in the dark white. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I've got a lot of freckles and spots yeah. on my body. So she wanted me to just get checked by yeah. somebody who's used to seeing these things and calling them out. Right. So Is that this was where the naked comes in. So do we have like, <laughs> if you share our posts so many times, you yes. can like inspect our skin for carcinoma Uh, no no (laughs) i'm thinking no never mind (laughs) so anyway anyway so she sends me to the dermatologist and this was in early may Mm -hmm. so i went to the dermatologist i had both the attending physician and another woman who was uh pa physician's Mm -hmm. assistant this was at a local teaching hospital they have a lot of people that they bring in and out to assist and and learn learn. yep as they're doing this they're checking me over literally from head to toe Mm -hmm. with this little microscope on a on a stick type (laughs) thing uh it almost looked like a jeweler's loop you know what those look like yeah with the the, the little monocle yeah yeah so And it had a little ring light inside, so then when they put it around right my skin, they, they'd light it up and sure. they'd be able to tell kind of what's going on and what they're able to see. Like you're, you're putting images into my head that uh, yeah, no, it was... no, no rational human being should ever have. <laughs> so, yeah. So, <laughs> so they're checking me, again, head to toe, uh-huh. yep. and they found two more spots that yep. they didn't like the looks of. One was on my shoulder, one was on the top of my head. Right. She took biopsies of both of those and went in and had them checked, and they came back as also cancerous, this time basal cell carcinomas, which basal cell is the most prevalent form of skin cancer. Squamous is the second most, and basal cell is the least aggressive usually. Mm -hmm. Squamous cell is also very non-aggressive typically. Melanoma is the kind that you really don't want to okay. have. So right. I'm very blessed and fortunate that I do not have melanoma. <laughs> me too, because one yet. beard, one beard, please, is not. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't interest me at all. So yeah. <laughs> they took the two biopsies and they said the one on my shoulder didn't need additional follow up, but mm-hmm. the one on my head. What they do is, as they take the biopsy, they take a little dime-sized piece out of your flesh, <laughs> and then. Uh, uh. And then they look at it under microscopes, right. and then they say, okay, did we get everything? Yeah, they or, look at the edges, right? Yeah, they yeah. look at the edges. Are there more cancer in there? Yeah. If yes, then you got to go back in. Well, I had to go back in. Mm-hmm. I get this call to do the consultation from the surgeon. Now I've got to go see a cancer surgeon. Mm-hmm. So I get a call from the cancer surgeon, the office there. I think it was probably one of the nurses or one of the consultative nurses, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's talking to me and she's telling me, okay, well, here's what we're going to do. And I kind of understood, I had something called Mohs surgery, M-O-H apostrophe S, Mohs surgery. Larry Curley and Mo. Yes, exactly. Perfect. (laughs) If you're going to have surgery, that's definitely the three stooges surgery is what you're going to have. Well, (laughs) and out of the three, you want to have the Mohs surgery, right? right. You wouldn't want to have Curley or Larry because those, yeah. Right, yeah. Everybody knows that. (laughs) So they're telling me about this. They said, okay, well, usually this is kind of less aggressive, but it can 
kind of grow under the skin. So we're going to mm-hmm. check it and mm-hmm. see how far it goes. It could be all in one spot or it could be kind of like and, Creeping and Charlie in your lawn. Right. I'm like, oh, great. When I heard that, I'm like, because <laughs> I've had Creeping <laughs> Charlie in my lawn yeah. before and that crap goes everywhere. It's going to take your whole scalp off. Well, that's what I was afraid of. <laughs> and so now I'm, now I'm freaking out <laughs> and I'm very anxious. Right. And, so I went in for the surgery. This was earlier this week. This was we're recording in the second week of June. So this was earlier this week mm-hmm. that I went in to have my surgery. So I'm in there and they had me take this anxiety evaluation first. Oh, yeah. So like mark ten for yeah, everything. It's like yeah. a stress level. So <laughs> yeah. have you ever you know, felt this or right, whatever? Yeah. So I get in there, and the nurse is looking at this, and she's reading it. She's like, oh, you're- A little nervous. You're anxious. Is that because of the procedure today? I'm like, 100%. Yeah. Exactly. Because you're about to scalp me. Yeah. Yeah. So- so I get in there, and I'm kind of joking with them, and I, I shave my head always anyway. anyway right. So I'm I, when the doctor comes in, and we I talk with her and the nurse, and I'm like, okay, well, do I get a discount for doing all the prep work for you? <laughs> yeah. And, and they kind of laughed yeah. at that, and I was pretty low low key. They said I was their their favorite patient that day. So um, which they tell all the girls that though? Yeah, I'm sure they do. <laughs> What they did was for the surgery is they went and they, they took out a little bit more of the sure. tissue. Yep. Then they kind of seal it up and then look at it under a microscope and then determine, okay, do we need more. to take more right. in this area or that area? They said, think of it as like a face of a clock. Do we need to take more at three o'clock? Sure. That way they're not taking huge chunks of skin just <laughs> enough that they're going to get rid of the skin cancer. Right. So. So you have to go back, or you have to go back. Well, you don't know yet. No, I back. don't have to go back. Oh, you don't. They found the results. Well, yeah, because they did it right there while you're oh, sitting sweet. there. Nice. So it takes about 20 to 30 minutes for them to read it. Wow. And then they would have come back, and if they would have had to take in more, they would just cut it more at that point. Oh, they point. just do it right away. Nice. Yeah. So fortunately, and I was kind of joking again with the doc, I said, let's be one and done today, please. Yeah, yeah I, right. I, I don't sure. want to do this anymore. So so they're they're all kind of yeah. hoping for me to be, be that as well. So fortunately, uh, it did come back and say, hey, we got it all. There's It looks good. You're good to go. So at that point, they came back in, kind of told me, sometimes they'll put stitches in, like if people right. actually want to keep their hair, they'll put stitches in to try to close the skin up or- right. So you can uh, other, back. Yeah, yeah, other times they'll do grafts from other other parts of the body. Yeah, uh, <laughs> so many jokes. Uh, butt hair. <laughs> yeah, yeah head, so yeah. many jokes. <laughs> so, <laughs> but but with me, because I shaved my head, she's like, oh, can we just, I prefer to just let it heal yeah. naturally. So I'm like, yeah, I'm good with that. Let's do that. So I've got a, a divot out of the top of my skull about the size of a quarter maybe nice. now. I uh, got to change a bandage on that every day, but fortunately, uh, cancer-free. Cancer-free. Yeah. Dr. Clark, uh, who was my surgeon, and my nurse, Jamie. There's a couple others in there, but those were the two that were the primaries for the day. And so I asked at the end, I'm like, will you take a picture with me? I said, I have a podcast, and I wanted to use this as a promotion because we're talking about irrational right, right. fears this week. They were a little hesitant because they were all kind of scrubbed up for surgery that day. Right, right. So they're in their you know scrubs right. and their hairnets and obviously not Perfect. looking Perfect picture. Uh, well coiffed like people would want to do for a picture in that situation. Uh, but they were kind enough to nice. uh, grant me a picture, so I've got that. I'll post that on our social awesome. media a little bit later. And I do have pictures of the top of my head if people Ooh. are interested in seeing. Yeah, you, you might, see it? No, not right now. You know, no. after okay, yeah. after that. Yeah, I do. I totally want to see it. 
after that <laughs> snot sucking story that you showed me yeah, or this told is nothing me about. as bad as that oh that is like a hole it's like they put a, drilled a hole in your head yeah pretty much it's pretty awesome yeah it's perfectly round yeah it nice. is yeah. That's gross. It is pretty gross. <laughs> Did all the air come out when they pierced your skull? Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> so many jokes. Because I've never heard that yeah, one. Yeah, I'm sure you haven't. <laughs> so, all right. What do you have for your first one? All right. Well, I don't. I don't have any public service announcements like you had. I don't think. Anyway, so the the point of your story is put sunscreen on. Yeah, put sunscreen right? on. Everyone. Stay out of the sun. Yeah, right. that's exactly right. right. So, from a public service announcement, you know, don't do stupid stuff in your if you're in your twenties. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't be an idiot. Don't like be we an idiot. Were. Put sunscreen. <laughs> yeah. Well, when we were in our when we were you know kids, sure. you, nobody used sunscreen. Well, we, no, yeah. We were for outside sure. from you, dusk till. Oh, here, uh, what you did dunk. was you got your one good burn at the beginning of summer. Yeah, and then you were good for the rest of the summer. Pretty much. Yeah. 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 Well, put sunscreen mm-hmm. on your kids. Yeah. Uh, put sunscreen on yourself. Yeah. Stay out of the sun. Yeah. Now I've got big floppy hats. Yeah, wear and, hats. Long sleeve t shirts yep. that I'll be wearing. Yep. So I'm I'm done with it. I'm done um, getting carved up like a turkey. <laughs> well, we appreciate that. <laughs> All right. So as I prepared for this episode, I was trying to think of like irrational fears, right? I I think a lot of our listeners know, and maybe not all of them, but I suffer from like anxiety, right? Pretty pretty bad anxiety. I tried to separate like those anxiety causing things from like irrational fears okay we can talk about both but the two biggest irrational fears i have the first one i don't deal well with bats and bugs and mice and that kind of stuff <laughs> like i don't so creepy crawly creepy stuff. crawlies i don't deal with it you're like all. you're like my daughter natalie she yeah hates I am. Bugs i'm too. exactly like your 15 year old daughter natalie <laughs> there's a couple of instances in my long and illustrious life where I've come across some of those things. So when Marcia and I, when we moved back from Ohio to Wisconsin, we lived in this old farmhouse. They had converted the second story into like a one-bedroom apartment. Right? You, you yep, were there. Yeah, I was yeah. there. Yep, several times. So it's like a 110-year-old farmhouse out in the middle of nowhere. We didn't have a ton of problems with bats or mice or stuff. They were kind of outside. They never really made it to the second floor too much. But I can remember one harrowing night where I was laying in bed and it was a one bedroom. And so the bedroom looked out onto the living room and yeah. I was just about to sleep and something slammed into the blinds like on our window. <laughs> and I was st- kind of startled awake and then I, I kind of sat up a little bit and looked out in the living room. You can just see the bat flying circling the living room, the living room. And then he fly back oh, in the room man. and circle back out in the living room. And I just start screaming like a little girl and I go and slam the door shut and I wake up Marsha cause I'm not going to go out there. Right? <laughs> I mean, there's no way. So I wake Marsha up and she's, you know, what is, what is your problem right uh, obviously and so i said well there's a bat out there and i'm not going any i'm not going to get it so you you're gonna have to wake up at three o'clock in the morning and, and go get this bat because there's no way i'm going out there ever so, again <laughs> ever again I'm, I'm gonna die now in this bedroom and so i sent her out <laughs> with Such like a gloves and a hat yeah well you know I, I i lent her a hat and some gloves oh good. yeah all yeah, yeah, right that's yeah. good. we never found that bat but marcia loves to tell that story that her big strong burly man is afraid of bats so here's why I think I have this irrational fear, right? There's There's got to be a reason for, for it. I can remember as a kid, I was probably, I was in first grade, so what, maybe eight? Six, seven, eight, seven, something like that, yeah. And we lived in northern Wisconsin. I can remember being in bed one night, and I could hear my mom like, Andrew, I can barely hear her calling out my name. And I'm like, I kind of wake up, and I'm like, what's going on? And she had locked herself 
purposefully barricaded herself in the bathroom <laughs> of, of our house. And so I kind of groggily go over and knock on the door, and she lets me in real quick and shuts the door, and she's like, there's a bat out there. And I'm like, I don't know. what <laughs> You know, I mean, I'm half asleep. She made me, this is where I get it from, right? She put a towel over my head and said, you need to go and rescue your brother. <laughs> oh. So she stayed in the bathroom, and I had to go get my five-year-old brother. I'd be like, sorry, Matt, you're uh, on your own. Yeah, dude, you're on your own, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Last summer, when we were in Ohio for the big party, we went to a local establishment, and while we were there at the table, the six of us drinking, mm-hmm. having a beer, a bat flew in oh, into see, the bar would, and was circling no. around in the bar. Uh, they got the one out, nope. so then no sooner than they get the one out, but a second one flies no, in. Mm-mm. They're not even getting paid. They're going to have to come after me So my L- tab. Lynn also hates, I am out of there. hates bats. No way, Jose. Bats, so, bats and mice oh, and creepy crawly no, we stuff had like a, that. We had a, on our current house, we had a bat in our house. And it came from, I have my office is kind of a hidden room through my closet, like off of my master bedroom. It's yeah. kind of like a, you know, not really a public room. It's just a private office. We were, again, you know, in the bedroom and this bat comes flying out of there and then flies back in there. So we shut the closet door real quick. And I'm just like, this is <laughs> not happening again. Like, you know, it's like my nightmare all over You're again. I'm trying to figure out how Marsha can go in there and hunt it and you know where i can go i'm gonna go like barricade myself in one of the kids bedrooms because I, I of course i need to protect the children oh yeah right? that's right. the reason sacrificing why myself. yeah uh-huh. right but i conquered my fear a little bit and so marcia had a styrofoam cooler and i had a tennis racket and she was on one side of the door and i was on the other side of the door and we opened the door and the bat came out and i hit it perfectly and with the tennis, with racket? The tennis racket and stunned it and she scooped it up in the styrofoam thing and <laughs> ran it outside so that was as close as i got to, so, to any sort of hero <laughs> hero time with a bat so do you remember when we were talking about doing the, the crummy job story mm-hmm. when i was talking about being over at Anne marie's house yeah yeah yeah. we and i i kind of made reference to us trying to catch bats in the pool skimmer <laughs> yeah see that's so, not <laughs> anywhere near on my radar we, things i would so we were do. outside and the bats would be flying around and we would literally take the pool skimmer take it up like a you net. Know, 20 feet in the net and try to see my vi- when you said that my vision here. was that they were dead in the pool and you were just <laughs> scooping them out right that no. would have been no no see that's not cool man what <laughs> Yeah. Well, we Jeez. were 17, 16. Yeah, well, I'm not. I'm 44, and I'm not <laughs> catching any bats. Mm-mm. So I don't like bats, mice, spiders. I don't kill any of the spiders in my house. See, Marcia does all of that, yeah, all the bug killing. See, I do all the bug killing here. Mm-hmm. Actually, number two, lizard. That's what she wants me to call her, lizard. <laughs> lizard? That's one of her nicknames. <laughs> all yep. right, all right. So she is aptly named because she's our bug killer. Oh, she so has no fear she, I'm gonna have to call whatsoever. Her. I'm going to have to call her. So it's usually, if I'm not home, she's the one killing yeah. the bugs because Natalie goes crazy yeah, and yeah. Lynn nope. doesn't like them either. I'm not a huge fan of spiders, but I'll, I'll kill them. But. I think I probably had some, I'm sure, have sort of like lied and said that I was this tough one and I took care <laughs> of all that stuff. But I mean, let's be true. Let's be honest. I'm, I'm not the one that does any of that. <laughs> No, nope. spiders, bugs, Ara- arachnophobia. Yeah, no. I think yeah. all all these have names. Yeah, uh, that well, you can call them. I'm sure they do. <laughs> what else you got? Speaking of names, I actually looked this one up. All right. I have a condition called Jephyrophobia. <laughs> Jephyra. Yeah, G E P H Y R O phobia. All right. This is a fear of bridges. 
Really? Yes. You're a, that's that's a good original. Uh, it's horrible wow. because there's no. This is one where I don't know where this came from. Yeah. I have a tendency to think it's because I like to be in control. Yeah. And it's less the bridge. It's the specifically driving over bridges. Hmm. It's more prevalent with bridges over water. Is it the falling off the bridge, getting stuck in the car? That's part of it. Part of it? Yeah. Okay. And I think it ties into one of my other phobias, which I'll get to in, in a little bit. Okay. But there's a couple stories where I can do it. I white yeah, knuckle well, it. Because you don't, you don't have a whole lot of choice. Right. Yeah. Right. right. But, you know, people that, you know, I hear stories like the, the Mackinac Bridge up in Michigan yeah. that connects the UP with the mainland yep. Michigan. Yep. Seven mile bridge. Yeah. Mm-mm. No, I won't. I won't even ride over that. Yeah, Emma no. was Emma was just up there with band tour. Yeah, yeah, nah, no, no, nope. San Francisco. You ever been to San Francisco? Going across the Golden Gate Gate or any of that? I have been to San Francisco. We did not do the okay. Golden Gate. <laughs> All right. So the ones I did drive over <laughs> on our honeymoon for the first, we were in North Carolina. Okay. While we were there, your friend and mine, Josh Summermeyer, yeah. gave me a, a call asking how things are going. <laughs> So we ended up deciding, this was when they were living on Long Island. So we mm-hmm. decided, okay, we're going to drive up there and see them. Because North Carolina to Long Island is just a hop, Man, skip, and a jump. <laughs> road trip. We we're covered young, all this in the road married, trip, right. No yeah. kids, so exactly. why yeah. not? You know? Yeah, for sure. We hit up there, Long Island. I'm not familiar with New York. so There's you, lots, you, lots of bridges there. Well, you would think that the name <laughs> Long Island would give it away. <laughs> that, that it's an island? Yeah, yeah, that it's an island and there. You have to get on a bridge to get there? Yeah, yeah. so yeah. we're driving over in I. I remember this vividly. It's called the Throg's Neck Bridge. Mm-hmm. It is horrible. I mean, it's like this double decker, six lanes, and I'm literally white knuckling it the whole way across. You're driving? I was driving. Oh, yeah. man, that's even more dangerous. It's not good. Again, I think it's the fact that on the bridge, if you're on turf, mm-hmm. Like a road. Yeah. On land. There's a ditch. You could, if you get into trouble, <laughs> right. you could veer off and go into the ditch right. and usually survive that sure. for the most part. Uh, <laughs> obviously, if you hit a tree or something, yeah. it could be yeah. more problematic. But if you're on a bridge, there's only one way, one place to go, and that's over the edge into the drink. <laughs> well, I mean, theoretically. So you know, you know what actually makes me feel better going over the bridge? What's that? Valium? Keeping uh, yeah. <laughs> vodka. Vodka. Yeah. <laughs> when you're no, not we, driving. We do not condone drinking and driving. <laughs> no, we no. do not. No, um, I leave the windows open. So if you do fall in the water. So if you do fall in the water. You can escape. It's an easy escape. And you, being doubly prepared for everything, probably I'm sure have a seatbelt cutter in every seat. I do. In every every (laughs) compartment near every seat of the van. Well, I keep it up in the visor. Right, where it's easily accessible. Easily accessible. Save yourself first, then go after the, get the kids and your wife. Yep. Yeah. More recently, <laughs> I knew so, it. How did sorry. I know you'd had a seatbelt cutter <laughs> readily because I because we've you. been friends for thirty right. years. That's yeah. probably why. Absolutely. So, so more recently, <laughs> uh, this was probably two years ago. We were in Florida mm-hmm. and we flew into Fort Myers okay. and drove north and stayed on the beach uh, just south of Bradenton, okay. Tampa area. Sure. People would be like, oh, why didn't you fly into Tampa and just drive down from there? Well, number one, we got a cheaper flight into Fort Myers. Number two, I didn't want to deal with the bridges going from Tampa down to Bradenton. So it didn't really matter if it was a cheaper flight. No. <laughs> well. It would it would have had to have been it significantly would, it, more. It was, it, well, it was significantly more. Okay, so, good. But either way, so we're there, and uh, you've heard of the Sunshine Bridge? 
Yeah. This is the one that connects, I think, Tampa to Clearwater. Yeah. Uh, over in that area. But anyway, the girls wanted to go to this dolphin rescue place where Dolphin Tail was filmed. Okay. So I'm like, okay, well, sure, we'll go. And then I figured out, crap, we got to drive over that stupid bridge. Yeah. So you guys can go. Um, Dad will wait here back at the hotel. <laughs> well, here's the problem. I was the only driver on the rental car that we had. Oh, so yeah. Lynn couldn't yeah. take them. Yeah. Yeah. So yep. I had to drive. We had a big pickup at that point. I'm going over the bridge in the big pickup. All the windows are down. Windows down. <laughs> radio's off. Everybody's so you can quiet. Concentrate. Nobody talk. <laughs> Nobody breathes. Dad's driving it's, over a bridge. It, yeah, it's it's not. It's not a fun phobia to have no, because it's not. I don't have a lot of control. I mean, I'll see pictures of these big bridges and I'll get chills because really, just pictures of bridges. Just pictures of bridges wow. will do it. Yeah, that's impressive. It, it's yeah, not, Lynn makes fun of me for well, it all of course. the time, and now I will. Yeah, of course. <laughs> every jerk. every third every second Thursday of the month, I'm going to send you a picture of a new bridge. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> Another story I had about sort of another irrational fear is goes along with the animals, the creepy crawlies and the bats and the mice and stuff. Dead animals, not a big fan of either. It's not like I can't drive past, you know, like roadkill. Like you can't drive over a bridge. I'm fine with that. But like I'm not going to go exploring and like inspect it. <laughs> Those guys that go around picking up roadkill yeah. off the road, not dinner. No, not ever a job I'm ever going to have. So you're not a hunter? Or not a hunter, no. Mm-mm. No fishing, nothing no, like that? No, I've been fishing twice in my entire <laughs> life. I've caught one fish in my entire life, and I put it, hook still in it, in a bucket with water, and walked it all the way up from shore to the cabin to have my grandpa take the hook out. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, you know, it was d- during college, so I, we've talked about our friend Ben. Ben um, lived with us, uh, my brother and I, for like three years um, when he was finishing high school and then when he was in four years when he was in college. And so he was home for the summer and I was home for the summer and there was this rancid, awful smell emanating from behind the bushes. By from you? M- no, no. What'd you well, do in the part bushes? Of it, part of it was me, but I think most of it was this dead possum by my mom's <laughs> front door. And so it had been like a week and, you know, it was just, it reeked. We couldn't open the windows, you know, in the house because it yeah. smelled so bad. And so my mom basically, she would always teach summer school. And so she left and looked at Ben and I and then my brother, Matt, said, she said, I don't care what you guys do, but when I come back from my job, the three of you men need to figure out how to get rid of that smelly <laughs> possum. <laughs> And so we all kind of looked at each other and did rock, paper, scissors, and no, none of us wanted to deal with it. You this. didn't make Matt do it? No. Well, we tried, but he was a little older, so, you know, at that point, he was still younger than us, but he, he was refusing. He was his own man at yeah, that point? Yeah, he was refusing. <laughs> you know, we had, like, cut the bushes back, and we could see it, and it was full of maggots, and it was gross. Yeah. And so we all had these bandanas on to try to mask the smell, and <laughs> nobody could get near it. It was, like, it was unbelievable. So what did we do? Well, of course, we just called Marsha, right? You're so, kidding. No, we called Marsha, and she you, came over. Oh, and, come um, on, dude. She just she laughed at us for a long time, and then she just took a shovel. No, I was gonna think you, no respirator or nothing. She just picked that thing up and took it out, and we buried it in the backyard. You didn't think to just grab a shovel and put it on a I shovel? I couldn't get near it. It was so, oh, gosh. Uh, dude, just hold your breath hey, for five Drive seconds. over a bridge, huh? I drive have. O- drive over a I bridge. I do. Here's the difference. <laughs> I've conf- confronted my fears, and I'm, uh, I'm dealing with my fears. Whatever. I'm never doing that. Yep. Marsha had to rescue us once again. That's when I knew I was going to marry her. <laughs> she could take care of all the dead animals and bats and creepy crawlies in my life. That's awesome. <laughs> Marsha, I'm Sorry. sorry. <laughs>
that's really the when, when we started talking about this those are my two uh, two big ones big ones that i came up with so right, what so, else do you so have? i have this i don't think it has to do with claustrophobia it's kind of like the bridge thing for you for where like you still have to drive over bridges right yeah. even though it, so i have this crazy irrational fear of elevator and it doesn't matter if it's a uh, glass like some people don't like the glass elevators because yeah. you can it doesn't matter to me any elevator even if we're going one floor and so i have i always have this internal struggle right because i'm a big guy and i hate stairs right i've come in my older age to hate stairs more than i hate fear elevators, more than yep. i fear elevators so i still use the elevators but like <laughs> literally every time i get on an elevator my palms start to sweat and i have to like go to the corner to the rail and hold on to the rail and i have to like be the first one off quickly as possible which makes for some hilarious hilarity so, but yeah I, and i don't know where that comes from either so is it the enclosed or is it the falling or i, I think it's the falling and I've been, i was talking with emma about this because we knew this episode was coming and and she thinks it's weird that i have this fear of elevators as well and I think, and I'm not sure, but I think when I was younger, I saw some movie and it like had this huge earthquake and these people were in this elevator, right? And it was like this, they've dropped and they were in flames and of course that's not going to happen. But like, again, that's like this earliest memory I have of being afraid of elevators. I'm going to tell you an elevator story that's going to curdle your okay. teeth here. <laughs> All right. Curdle your teeth. I don't know where that's, that came from. Yeah, I don't know what that means, but I'm ready. <laughs> So this was at a previous job that I was at. I think I was just kind of starting off in my career. And there was an elevator that ran from the basement up to the second floor. And it was a hydraulic elevator. So okay, not the it wasn't the cable. Rope, yeah. Right. So rope. Like there's, that's yeah, my rope. rational fear. All, all elevators have ropes. <laughs> <laughs> so at some point, one this one guy I worked with got it in his head that if the elevator crashed while we were in it, mm-hmm we would all get $5 million <laughs> in the lawsuit, in the impending law, you right. know, settlement. If you survive. If we survive. Right. Well, we figured since it was two, only dropping stories, two right. stories, yeah. we'd probably be okay. Sure. So we'd get the elevator. And you'd jump and try to make, <laughs> yeah, you, I hate you people. So the elevator. Oh, you and be, everyone like you. The elevator yeah. would be bouncing the whole way up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we'd be chanting. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So no, not just jumping, but we'd be chanting $5 million. We'd be jumping in oh, time to the chant. $5 yeah. million, $5 million. I th- and see, there's all these other elevator stories in my life. Like when I lived, when I went to school at UWM, I lived in the dorms. And they're oh, like 20 yeah. floors, yep. right? And so you had to ride the elevator. Yep. The elevators, students rode them all day, so they were destroyed. So every sure. once in a while, they'd reset, and you'd end up in the basement. Yeah. And I'd just be like, oh, this is not like I'm never going to get out of this elevator. Have you ever been stuck in an elevator? I, I have not ever been technically stuck in an elevator. There have been a couple of times where, like, I've been in an elevator, and it's made a bunch of beeping noises and, like, <laughs> shuddered a little bit, and then, like, nothing would happen, and then doors would open, and I would just leave. <laughs> right? Have you, ever, um, have you ever been in an elevator that didn't quite get to the floor that no, you were on? No, I haven't ever. So I've had that happen see, where I don't, how the do elevator would stop like a foot halfway, short. Yeah. Like you'd you have like to step, step up, up yeah. to get off. Yeah. No. See, and then there's our elevator at church broke down once, and my friend Rachel was stuck on it, and it was between floors, and they had to like pull her out. And all I can envision is the movie Speed. Here, yeah. Where yeah. They're like, yep. you know, the elevator's going to drop and it's going to cut her in half. And so the other thing that I've been thinking about when trying to think and prepare for this episode is like, I have, so I suffer from pretty bad anxiety. 
right? So fear of like public speaking, but not it's not a fear, right? So it's like crowds. I don't like crowds. So I don't like being in crowds. I don't like being up in front of people. I don't like spaces that have just, that aren't organized. I'm OCD is part of my anxiety, right? Yeah. And so your basement freaks me out a little bit. Right? Yeah. I'm going down here, but you know, it's, I'm dealing it's with better. it. better. Right. But I was trying to think, is this like an irrational fear or is it anxiety or is it, is that the same thing? Right. And so I kind of separated it because I don't like being in crowds, but I'll do it. Right. Yeah. It doesn't make me uncomfortable. It just makes me like angry or like I just yeah, I don't like it right. so like I'll go to the Indy 500 every year and there's 500,000 people there your seat you know it's not like a seat it's like a aluminum bench with a number sure. under your butt so you're shoved in with a bunch of people yeah. and for me it just kind of makes me I don't know it doesn't make me angry I just don't like it you yeah. know it's like you don't like something you know yeah. like asparagus or whatever <laughs> you know I do I like asparagus but that's the only thing I can think of and so there's a few things that my anxiety <laughs> prevents me or there's a few things that my anxiety I don't think is a fear so like public speaking, like I hate, like I have, I get shortened, short of breath, my palms start to sweat or like playing music in front of people. And so you would think like, why really? are you a teacher? Right. Or why are you in a band? Right. Yeah. Um, see, I love that stuff. I live for, right, I live for right. that. And see it. So when I, like every time I go in front of a classroom, like I have a routine. And I have to get there early before anybody gets there. Like I have to turn the lights on and organize all my stuff and settle myself. And then I'm fine. And usually the weird thing is why I don't think it's an irrational fear is because as soon as I start, like I'm fine. As soon as I start teaching, as soon as I start so playing. It's just it's the, the anticipation it's the anticipation of it. Of it yeah. Right? You know, I was trying to talk <clears throat> with Marsha and Emma and my family about this. And, you know, they think it's a control issue too. A little bit of a control issue, right? So once I have gained control of the situation... Um, and the anticipation of what it, what it, will it be is over, then I'm fine, right? You know, it's just weird. And, and I know it's just the realization that you got to deal with it and push through. Yeah. Um, I sort of, that's how I've kind of dealt with it, right? I kind of come up with routines and, and different things. But yeah, I don't know. So again, that's why I don't think it's a fear, just sort of something I don't like. I don't know if there's a difference. I think when you get to the level of anxiety, that is, I think it's different. I think an mm-hmm. irrational fear is different than anxiety. Sure. I think I think an irrational fear could cause anxiety, yep. but I think that anxiety in and of itself, just from a mental health perspective, I think it's, it's, not it's, irrational. It, it's a separate yeah. separate type of thing. Because sure. so. like, I don't get like shortness of breath and stuff when bats and mice come around. I just run away. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe not run away. I mean, let's be honest. I yeah, you're not walk, running. Yeah, I walk... I I walk. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say walk rather quickly, but I don't even, I mean, I don't even do that. I just walk away. So that's all I got. I'm sure there's a million other irrational fears. And if you talk to my wife, she could probably tell you all of them, but those yeah. are the only ones I can remember. Yeah. Let's hear yours. The listeners, if you have some irrational fears that you have, and if you'd like to share them and be a little vulnerable with us, yeah, and, there you go. You know, hit us up on our social media and uh, let us know what you're thinking. Post so. all your pictures of bridges to Facebook. No, please don't do that. <laughs> We want to thank everybody that's kind of been with us from the very beginning. Yep. There have been a lot of people. I'd mentioned, I'd posted earlier this week that we were going to record today and I was going to give shout outs for people who shared our feed or mm-hmm. uh, a post or an episode. And I actually went back through since January and wow. I pulled everybody that has either shared an episode or shared the link to the website nice. or, or whatnot. So we've actually got quite a few of them. Jeez. First on my list is my friend Jeremy. Jeremy. He's actually, yep. Yeah, he was a friend of mine from high school, and he was actually one that I got into a lot of 
the the trouble with with our car stories that we oh, told sure. he was usually with me usually with you on, on those nice. yep nice yep and then we've got lynn's aunt Teresa, who is a listener of the show and has given us some quality advice <laughs> so uh this is our mutual friend jason he started listening to us uh, a lot in the beginning of the show, and then he said he'd... Uh, Got tired of us? Well, no, not... <laughs> he, he started working outside more. He's kind of a uh, seasonal worker. Gotcha. In, in the winter, he's inside. In the summer, he's outside yep, more. Yep. And during the winter, he was plowing quite a bit, so sure. he was able to listen to our show at that point. And then since then, he's outside running around. He's, he he does say he's going to catch up, and he, right. he may have already, because that All was right. probably a month and a half ago All that right. I saw him last. I mean, we could maybe... <laughs> Let them know that there's things like uh, headphones that you can wear. You, you I did, outside. I did, I did okay, say good. that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. My neighbor Becca, who yep. is put your hose away, Steve's wife. Yep. I don't know that she shared the Steve episode, but she did share a previous episode. That's good. So yeah, she maybe wants to steer everybody away from that <laughs> yeah. special episode. Don't listen to Steve. <laughs> My dad's cousin Greg. So Greg, Greg was an early sharer on nice. in. Another high school friend of mine, Haruko. Okay. Haruko was uh, a few years older than me in high school, and she and I have reconnected over Facebook and through different, yeah. you know, like I'd go back and I'd see her every once in a while yeah. at one of the restaurants that she used to work at. So. Yeah, it's one of the nice things that we've noticed, too, is we start, you know, be able to reconnect with some people, too. Your wife, obviously, yeah. has supported us. She's, yeah. uh, Marsha has <laughs> yeah. been very much promoting us uh, both on, actually mostly on Facebook yeah. is where I She's see her. She's a big Facebooker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My it's wife's. Nice. It's nice that, you know, our wives think we're good. Well. <laughs> we're doing well. So They're it's it's nice that your wife is promoting us. Oh, yeah. I'd like to get my <laughs> wife, but to be fair, my wife doesn't post much all at right, all. all right, so all right. my wife's cousin Shannon, uh, actually her cousin's wife Shannon, okay. she shared us. I think this is your friend John. Yeah, John. John, um, good friend of mine from church. Brilliant photographer. He um, he spends a lot of time on social media for his for his job. So it's fun to see him kind of share our stuff and he said he loves kind of listening to it while he's editing and got some downtime so now we've gotten actually some recent ones that have since i made the comment here my friend delina i think you've met delina yep Yep. so she has has shared recently my dad uh, my stepmom julie they have shared it uh several times so and your dad isn't like he's hasn't come after well, you for some of the stories yet. No, he finally <laughs> listened to the driver's ed stories. Driver's ed stories. Yeah, yeah I, I heard about that. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I, I got a little bit of the stink eye. I but... don't think my dad's listened yet, but okay. maybe. we'll see. <laughs> Obviously, my friend Karina, who we referenced in uh, yeah. the last episode, uh, actually a couple times, she's mm-hmm. given us some feedback. Uh, she shared out a, a couple times. Awesome. Your friend Jennifer. Yeah, Jen. She is um, affectionate. Yeah, self-professed. Well, I think we mutually profess. She's definitely our number one fan outside of family. So she really loves that title. So we got to make sure we get that in there. So is that a challenge to throw down for others? I think so. Well, I think you know. It's a title. We maybe have to get like a, well, a belt or a crown made up sure, for her. Sure. <laughs> we could post her photo on our website yeah, well, there if you she, go. she's down for that. Yeah. Here's the thing I have noticed is out of non-family members, she has promoted yeah. us the most. Absolutely. So I, I'm looking back through, like I said, I was looking back through the, the shares of our links and mm-hmm. stuff, and she's got probably four or five times where she's promoted yeah, us. Yeah, Jen's so. great. She's uh, She loves the show, and we really, really, really appreciate her sharing it with everybody and getting the word out for sure. Yeah. Thank you, Jen. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, everybody.
All right. Well, thanks everybody for joining us. And again, check us out on all of our social media, Facebook, Facebook, Instagram, Instagram, Twitter, find us on YouTube. Although Nate hasn't edited a YouTube video in a millennia at two beards, please. I will. I know that's been kind of the the new (laughs) running joke. You do a lot and you're really good at a lot at it. So So, I appreciate all you do. Thank you. uh, Two beards, please.com. You can find links to all the ways to listen. Yep. Thanks for listening to episode seven. If you haven't uh, heard episode one through six or special episodes, go back and listen to those and we'll see you next time yeah thanks for joining us talk to you soon bye support for two beards please provided by cedarburg associates at thriven financial while others see money as a goal cedarburg associates see it as a tool for serving god family and community find out more by contacting cedarburg associates at 262-421-5467 or by emailing cedarburgassociates at thrivent.com.